You know, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. Welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. You wish. <laughs> uh, Jace is away on special assignment. Very secret mission, isn't he? Very secret mission. Joe, I wonder where he's up to. I wonder. He's doing some special podcasting work, or is he doing something fun? Which would be fun if he was doing podcasting work. Though, a little from honest. column A, a little from column B, I'm assuming. We'll find that next time. We certainly will. We certainly tune will. in next week. Exactly. Or this probably is the... next month or whenever we post this thing. Exactly. What's well, the hook to bring you back? That's so, it. Exactly. But seeing as it's just the two of us, yes. we thought we could talk about stuff we like. Of course. And leave poor Jace out. So, so Halo? You know what? <laughs> you know what I noticed? I didn't mention Halo once last episode. That's like, and we haven't mentioned Rocket League for a while. We haven't. I don't oh. know what's going on. We need to play some Rocket League. Yeah. I have played some Rocket League recently. It's okay. so good. It, the game, the game's still got it. They've got that update on Rocket League where you can do like a seasonal thing. Like they're kind, kind yeah. of following that Fortnite method. I saw that. Um, but I, I just play and yeah, I'm, I'm and the same. Fun. But well, no, we are talking about something very important today. Well, Halo. We'll, we'll talk, <laughs> okay, we can talk some Halo. No, no, actually, Halo is very quiet at the moment. It is. I, even like you know, I've I've gone to Halo Waypoint and the site's really quiet at the moment. There's there's stuff going overseas and it's all competitional stuff, but nothing I'm interested in. Anything in the novel front of Halo the, at the moment? Yeah, there was there was uh, Silent Storm was released recently, yeah. and that's uh, a Master Chief story, which oh, is nice. has never it doesn't really happen in the novels all that much, excepting for the first few. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading that one, but I've, I've got a backlog to read. But yeah, otherwise Halo's really quiet, oh. which is a shame. But you know, such is life. Is. I'm sure. This coming year will. On oh, next E3, they've got a show. You've got to expect this something. Do you think after it's going to the... come out? I think it's going to come out next year. I'm hoping so. Like you know, the teaser was. I think I said last that this year. year. I think I said they were going to show it and come out at the end of this year. You, you did. So I, I'm, I, I'm going to say that every year until it actually happens. Here's hoping next year. <laughs> um, no, we're going to talk about some very sad news yeah. and try and celebrate it a bit. You know, a bit yeah, of a tribute. It is, it is yeah. something to celebrate because what a well, what a life. Ex- 95. And so, if you're not sure of who we're talking about, Stanley has passed away. Yeah. Big influence in uh, in both our lives. Oh yeah, in a massive way. So and, and anyone who you know listens to this podcast, I'm sure as well. Uh, exactly, you know, yeah. and, and and not even indirectly, quite directly, you know, in in what he's created. And, oh, you know, sure. we spoke about Spider Man, the game earlier on in the year, and how amazing yeah, I'm, I'm that still game sad about that. And, you know, but, so um, close to breaking. For those of you that aren't aware, or to give you a time frame to when this episode's happening, Black Friday. Hmm. Sales have been happening all across Australia. Finding that that's now an Australian thing and not just an American thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been very tempted today to go and buy a PS4 with Spider-Man. There's a few sales that are quite cheap, but we'll hold out. And <laughs> our JB closed 30 minutes oh, ago, so we can't do we've that. lost the option for today. <laughs> Lucky th- bank account for you. I, th- I think it just means that if I want to get it tomorrow, Big W's got it for 20 bucks more, oh. which is not too bad. No. Um, but yeah, let's talk Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. So news hit. It was, you know, really sad, of course, but, um, but 95, 95 years old. And, and I think, you know, and I know there's, there's a lot of kind of, there's been a lot of things out there, a lot of like articles, a lot of great podcasts. I listened to the, um, Kevin Smith did a kind of a tribute to Stanley podcast on the, um, Fat Man Beyond. Yep. Um, I highly recommend it if you want to hear it. Mm. I know once before he actually interviewed Stanley. Yeah. I think it was a two-parter actually, um, at his house. I try to f- I try to re-download it on iTunes, but it wasn't there. But I'm sure if you go online, you You'll can find, find that it. podcast. And you know, really good kind of you know, just telling you about his life and the yeah. man that he was. Um, but what a, an incredible creator! Like oh. you, know, you, you hear people talk about how he's you know the modern day this, the modern day that, but there is no equal because there isn't like that's kind of this whole pop culture that's kind of come to the forefront in the world we live today. He's a very big part of it, massive yeah, part. And, yeah. and we've spoken about on the podcast before how when we were young, you know, it wasn't common to walk around and see kids in Star Wars t-shirts. No, and you know, the same went for like Spider Man. But yeah, 
it was you would never see it like a Captain America really in Australia walking no, around, not or at all. an Iron Man this or that, or Iron Man wasn't you know, even considered like an A grade character, Panther or anything like yeah. that, you know. And um, now it's that that's that's the world we live in. Yeah. Um, if it's know. missing at a convention, you're you're wondering what's happened. Where are all the Marvelites? If you know you don't if you don't see one, something's really wrong. Yeah, and yeah. and it's to the point of you know like the iterations on these characters and and what like the storytelling of, of these movies and the cartoons and the books and the, you know, like actual novels and the video games. And, yeah. you know, it's it's permeated like every medium and just every kind of facet of our lives. You can't exactly. go anywhere without seeing some sort of something that Stanley, you know, either created himself or no. influenced, you know. Yeah. Um, Even in the realm of DC comics. Like, yeah, that's, exactly right. That's, it's so interesting that he's, you know, both sides are very respectful of him, so. Well, and I love that I went to um, King's Comics the other day. Yeah. And in in there in this in Sydney, um, which is which is you know probably that and Phantom Zone are our two premier kind of comic shops yeah. in Australia or in Sydney anyway. And um, they had like a Stanley picture, you know, up on the wall nice. like a drawing, and it, and in front of it were his what if. DC run of if Stanley ah. created this character, that cat character from the DC comics. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, look. which is really yeah. cool. Like that's and he did that. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, it was so cool. But um, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I I took a quick look on IMDb to see how many roles he acted in because you know if you think about for a lot of people the way that they've gotten to know Stanley is through him popping up in in particularly in Marvel movies, but yeah. also like narrating Marvel series throughout the years and he's got a reference for acting for at least 121 different series these appeared in all movies um right through to and this is something i was noticing as well how many video games he's voiced yes uh, as a narrator or as a side character somewhere just to give it a little bit extra so um there's a game i actually picked up i think i mentioned in the last podcast um for some reason i didn't play years ago spider-man shadow dimensions and he's the narrator yeah, yeah, throughout. So, yeah, but well, most of the Spider-Man games actually, as if it had voiceovers and narration, there's a good chance he made an appearance somewhere. Well, I I, I learned, you know, over the reading all the articles in the last um, week or so, um, how he is the highest as a kind of a cameo actor. Yeah, and, um, is the has he's been in the gross of all the movies he's been in is the highest of any actor, <laughs> like Samuel L. Jackson as a kind of. You know, an actor as a draw card actor, yeah. but as a like um, supporting actor, that's supporting the word actor, I'm looking yep. for. Like his movies have grossed like a hundred billion dollars, <laughs> and of course, because he's been in all the Marvel, all the Marvel Avengers ones, movies, exactly, and also Morats, which was the first kind of yeah. movie I think I ever saw him in, yeah. um, and that was an actual part in that movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, like well, even it, even the Spider Spider Man movies and the X-Men movies before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a thing. Yeah. He popped up in most of those. I I do not remember because I, I haven't watched them too often, but do you remember, did he ever pop up in the Blade movies? No, I, I, I don't, don't think he did. did he he might have in the... Because the first two came out before... Oh, ages like ago. ages and ages yeah. ago. But the third one came out a lot later, didn't it? Yeah, I think Trinity it was, was... After like Spider-Man. Yeah, because it was Ryan Reynolds and... Um, oh, what's her name? actress... Uh, actress, Jessica. Jessica Biel. Thank you. Yeah, she. Um, sorry, he might have. I wouldn't be surprised if he cameoed in that because the time frame. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's he's like I remember watching, and this is a spoiler, I guess, because it's in the credits. Yeah, but Big Hero Six. Yes, and that that cameo. Like I, I remember watching that and just getting so remember. happy that I had tears in my eye. I'd forgot. Nice. I forgot the cameo. I'm going to, have to watch it again. I haven't seen it since the he movies. He was the the kid kind of found like a secret room in his mansion and it was like, you know, a bit of history for his family. Oh. It was a really cool part. Like okay. it was a really cool part. It was a great movie. movie. Um, if anyone's not seen it, mm. um, you've got to watch that one as well. Do you have a favourite Stanley cameo, Jono? Ooh. And I apologise for my voice for the third episode in a row. I'm, I'm having a terrible run. You're forgiven. But um, sorry, yeah, do you have a favourite Stanley cameo? I do if you want me to go with mine. Um, see, they've all been amazing, but one of my favourites is because... Run it through, run, it th- run, run, run a few. One of my favourites, because just tongue-in-cheek, was, um, I think it's the first Iron Man, where Tony Stark turns up at the uh, the gala event that he wasn't invited to, 
and he walks past Dan and goes, "Hey, Hef." <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was hilarious. Yeah. I like that one. He didn't say anything in that, but it was it was just fun. But also, um, while most people wouldn't consider it part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but technically it is, the Incredible Hulk, yeah. where he drinks the um, the gamma-radiated yeah, um, yeah. um, grana juice, I think it is, or something. Yeah. And That's cool. something happens. You never see what. Yeah. But um, favorite cameo would actually be Lego Avengers, where... Once you unlock Stan Lee, he can Hulk out. Yes. He can get the Hulk Buster armor. He can swing through the city. I think he had, he had quite a few powers, actually. That was like an ultimate homage to the man. Right? Oh, yeah, it was I remember fantastic. that before the game came out, like they were touting that as, yeah. you know, this is like, you know, this is, this is the creator. We're putting him in the in game. The game and, yeah. yeah, that was, that yeah, was a cool cameo. That was very cool. Um, for me, my favorite, absolute favorite, was Spider Man 3. Yeah. The cameo there where, it would. Um, where he's. Where they're about to do the parade for Spider-Man, yep, and he and Peter Parker's like kind of like just taking it all in, as, in a way that he can't do as Spider-Man, just kind of walking amongst the people, yeah, and um, and Stanley walks up next to him and just says, oh, I, "I'm pretty sure I remember the words exactly as they were. I might butcher them a little, but he says, you know, I guess one person can make a difference. Uh, <laughs> I guess and then so. he goes, enough said, <laughs> and he walks off, and it's like they wrote that." for you Stanley like yeah. that was like you, you you know you made a difference like yeah and he did and yeah like there's some other really fun ones I like the Tony Stank one yeah that, <laughs> that was um Aven- uh, Captain America Civil War Civil War yeah, yeah. like the package for Tony, Tony Stank. Stank I like that and it's <laughs> the way that they kind of laugh like the the, the, the um yeah the kind of the, the humor around that um yeah there, there's so many and, and and again like I said before in War Rats that just his whole kind of part of the movie yeah it was so cool like, <laughs> it, was it was such a cool kind of thing and, and um, so unexpected too yeah like yeah. it was that was a different time like, it that was, was wasn't it that was very different and you know is that the mid 90s yeah I think so yeah yeah um, but there's just so many and I know there's so many videos up about kind of watching all of the kind of run of Stanley cameos and um, you, you'd be a busy person to do that that's for sure yeah um, I was lucky enough to meet Stan Lee. I was, he, I was wondering yeah. when this would come up. <laughs> um, he came to Australia uh, for Supernova a few years ago. Yeah. And um, there's a photo with you and little Batman. And- yes, my son. I, I took him along. So when, when we went, like, it was like, you know, I went there just to go and see Stan Lee. Like, I, I, I go to Supernova every year. I love it. It's a great convention. Um, yeah. You know, the, the cosplay is always fun. It's, there's usually people there that I really want to go and see. Yep. I saw Carrie Fisher when she came out. Yeah. Um, but Wait a second. Been... Is, it, is it your fault that you're just bumping people off as you see them at Supernova? <laughs> so Maybe you're just going to stop. <laughs> it's, it's, it's life, unfortunately, isn't it? Um, and she was amazing. Like, like she was hilarious yeah. in person. But, like, Stan Lee, like, I've got, I've got three heroes in my life, yeah. you know. Um, Steve Irwin, who passed away quite a lot a long while ago, Crocodile Hunter, um, as people know him as. Um, yeah, Stan Lee has always been one, and yeah. Jackie Chan. Yep. And I never got to meet Steve Irwin. I've been to Australia Zoo a few times. Yeah. Saw his family there and whatnot, and you know the legacy of the man and what he's done, you know, for animal conservation and and all that. I think it's a remarkable person. Yeah. Um, Jackie Chan, I just love his movies. Growing up watching yeah. them, really fun. But Have you Stan- ever met him? No, never. No. And he came, I was so bummed. Like he came to Australia, to Sydney, not that long ago. No, it wasn't, was and it? And I was driving home from work one day and I heard on the radio that he was talking at the Opera House that uh, night. And I had been at work and I had a thing on. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I would love to have known this and I would have yeah. gone to see him because he, yeah, he did a talk at the Opera House. Um, but yeah, like, like, so he was like, Jackie Chan was just kind of like, yeah, I just love his movies. Yeah. My wife and I went to, you know, Hong Kong because basically Jackie Chan, you know, told yeah. me so. Um, but, but Stan Lee, like, growing up my whole life, you know, yeah. reading his stories and when, he, when, I, when, I, you know, when I knew he was coming, I'm like, I've got to go and get a photo with him. Yeah. Be- not because just because I want to get a photo with him, but because I want to just say thank you. And yeah. I'm really grateful that I got the opportunity. And it was, I was actually, I took my son with me. He would have been maybe four at the time. Yeah. Um, and he was in his Iron Man outfit, yep. um, you know, and I was in my, with my Iron Man t-shirt um, and, you know, it was a ridiculously long line, 
but I was really, really fortunate because a friend of mine, you know, um, kind of works there and was able to get us through the like through the line. Yeah, um, and I, we, I would have waited. I wouldn't have waited with my son. I would have just waited on my own. I wouldn't have put him through that. But I would have waited hours and hours and hours. Yeah. I wouldn't have cared. Um, but we were able to kind of go in before other people did. So we had a little bit of time because yeah. I was setting up when we went in. And I got to just, you know, go up to Stanley, introduce my son to him and just say thank you, you know. And, I, and yeah. I'm sure, quite frankly, it could be hundreds of thousands of people have said <laughs> yeah. pretty much the same words. But I just said to him, thank you for, you know, my whole life I've grown up reading your stories and, you know, you, you taught me things and kind of spoke to me in ways that, I didn't have friends to do that with and, yeah. you know, learning right from wrong, um, you know, through the stories, but also that, yeah, there's similar voices out there. You know, you read yeah. the stories and the superheroes are amazing, but they're real people. And, you know, yeah. we can relate, anyone can relate to, like the, 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 the characters are so diverse and their background so wide that there's someone for everybody in there. Yeah. You know, like... And and you can relate to that. Like I can't relate to be, be you know being a superhero. Yeah. But I can relate to having troubles with girls and yeah. you know with family and school and you know just worries and 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 about how you look and all those sorts of things. And that's what you know the stories were. And yeah. And and also reading kind of you know the letters to the editors and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really grateful that I got the opportunity, got to shake his hand. Um, yeah, and just have a you know, couple minutes with him, and that's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then got a, I got him to. I, I was lucky. I got him to sign my Stanley meets Spider Man comic. Ah, oh, nice. Um, you know, which is. I'm sure we talked about this before. But yeah, yeah. Really Every time cool. I hear it, feels like the first time. Yeah, and um, I was like like everybody, really really sad when I heard the news. I, I yeah. was, and and you know I was fine. And then my wife got up and I told her, and I was. You know, we're talking about it, and just when I was about to leave for work, yeah, you know, I just, I just gave her a hug, and I just kind of broke down, and I was like, you know, I said to her, like, he taught me, like, you know, like my family taught me, my school taught me, my life taught me, but he was someone who helped me with my morality, you know, yeah. and 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 again, I said to her then, like, because I didn't have a lot of close, I had one really close friend who was into the same things, yeah, growing up. But none of my friends really from school were no, I was the same. into that sort of thing. Like I was, you know, my family did not get it yeah. and still don't really get yeah. it. And that's fine. Like they love me and, and they love me for who I am and everything. But, you know, like my mum would, you know, talk to me about these sorts of things, but she had no idea. You know, yeah. None of them read comics or play yeah. video games yeah, I remember or the same. <laughs> watch, the, you know, the nerdy movies or no one I knew watched anime yeah. growing up. Like that was, I just go to the video store, hire movies, it was a solo sort of, you know, ad yeah. sort of thing. But um, yeah, it was it was sad. But he lived a very long life. And he's, yeah. like everybody is saying, like he is going to live forever through his stories. Yeah. And, you know, the stories, the characters are going to take very different shape as they do and as they have. Like how many versions of Spider-Man are there? Oh, that's it. Well, this is the thing I, I was thinking about because I've mentioned many times before on the podcast that M studied uh, Roman history and Latin uh, and in particular, myth. Yep. And I think it was best said in Unbreakable that comics are just today's version of myth. It's how yes. we understand the world and how we explain things we can't explain. Yep. And comics are perfect for that. So when I think of all the Ovid, uh, the Ovid, all the, the, the poets, M's laughing in the background, when I think of all the poets that M loves, in particular yep. Ovid, uh, which is, you know, a classic Roman poet, um, I think Stan Lee stands in those, you know, th that same group, but just today. Yep. He will be remembered the same way when we, we go back. And it's really interesting to, to live through a time where you see someone become that. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. And you're right, it's, it's not something I've thought about a lot. Like, I processed the idea that he's passed away, yep. but I haven't really consciously thought about it. And talking about it with you is making me sad right yeah. now. No, so know. it's, yeah. um, and happy too, because. You know, just as big an influence in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm a oh, Marvel zombie course. from way yeah. back. Oh, you, you, I don't know anybody who's read as many comics as you. <laughs> like I read comics all the time. Yeah. And, you know, got a collection 
that I'm very proud of, but like you are the expert on it. And um, yeah, and, and again, like it doesn't even need to be a Stan Lee comic no. to, to see the influence oh, of sure. Stan Lee and, you know, something that like from the Kevin Smith podcast that I really enjoyed yeah. hearing about was this story about him where he said, like he didn't, at a certain point in his life, like people would ask him what he did. Yeah. And he wouldn't really get into it. But then he got to a point where he's like, you know, I, I, I write comics. And people are like, yeah. that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but, but when he was doing that, he lived in a world that it wasn't like that. No. You know, it was kids stuff sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but like I've been reading, the, I've read since, since he, you know, when he, when he passed, like the first thing I did that night, I read, you know, the Spider-Man meets Stan Lee comic. Again. Yeah. And then I read the first issue of Spider-Man, the first issue of the next night. I was going to say, did Fantastic you read Amazing Four. Fantasy 1, F- yeah. 15? Well, yeah, 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 sorry, Amazing Fantasy, thank yeah. you. But like the, the first Spider-Man story. Yeah. Um, Fantastic Four. Yeah. I read The Hulk. Yeah. Um, and you just, you read it and the little kind of call-out boxes, it's like you just, you are reading it in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just completely Stan saying it. And um, yeah, and, and I, I, like I've read Amazing Fantasy before yeah. the first the first um, appearance of Spider Man, and I forgot because of my you know love of the Raimi movies the first two not the third, um, <laughs> particularly the second which is I've I've said on here before is my favorite superhero yeah. movie and some days my favorite movie ever yeah um, and right now it definitely is, um, but it was it wasn't pa- Ben Parker who said that line with great power comes great responsibility it was. It was a Spider-Man walking off into the distance and whether it was his thoughts or the narrator, you know, it was the line specifically is something like, uh, with great power must also come great responsibility. Yeah. Like as a realisation of Peter Parker um, for what he did that led to his uncle's yeah. um, death. And um, like, what a beautiful line. And, you know, um, yeah, but like you said, like the reach of Stan Lee and how he's going to be, kind of his stories will be retold, but... And just kind of such a big part of the world. Yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible life, incredible man. We're all thankful. Yeah, for what he's done, and um, the world wouldn't be what it is today. No, agreed. And how many like? And I know this is you know big part of our podcast, video games, of course. Yeah, of course. Like how many amazing ah oh. video games have been you know Marvel games? It's true, there's been some duds. Ah, oh, of course, but. But so many classics. So many classics. Like I, when I was young on Game Boy, I used to play. I think it was Spider Man Two. Yeah, was the one Electro or something. I, oh, I'd have to look. Electro's cause... Revenge or something. Yeah, that sounds called. really familiar. I was something looking them up like the other that. day, but yeah, I remember playing that. Yeah, like all the time, and and then Spider Man Two, the video game tie. Yeah, actually, before Spider Man Two, do you remember um, Spider Man on the PlayStation One and the Dreamcast? Yes. Yeah, and that was narrated by Stanley at the start. Yes, yeah, which exactly was fantastic. Right. I think that was the first time I remember hearing him narrate a video game just going this is gonna be fantastic and it it was it's still one of my all-time favorite spider-man games so and the latest spider-man game oh i wish just phenomenal (laughs) like yeah and and a great telling of you know the peter parker story in again again with its own flavor yeah but you know a character that just kind of can have a million stories and soon we've got into the spider-verse which i'm really pumped for yeah um, looking forward to that. Did he feel, well. did he record anything for that? Do we know? Well, I, I I I know there is a few movies coming with his cameos in it. Yeah, I would assume he's got a cameo in that because that's that's out in a week or two or yeah. very very soon. So we're going to go see that. Yes, it's got. I think it's got a short theatrical run. I've entered competitions ah. to win us tickets. Awesome. But otherwise, we'll, good, good. we'll go and oh, yeah, definitely. buy and definitely go and see that. Um, and then, like you mentioned, all the TV shows that he's been a been a yeah. part of with my kids I watch a lot of um, Superhero Squad yeah um, and he was the mayor in that yeah and just classic and you know um, really funny and um, yeah I'm really gonna miss looking watching a Marvel movie and waiting for his appearance yeah me too and I'm really intrigued what his last one will be like I think it's Infinity War or uh, whatever uh, the next Avengers 4 Avengers yeah. 4 because we got, so. we got Captain Marvel and then Avengers 4 <coughs> yeah and that would be the, the last opportunity you probably have in terms of Ones we know of. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they keep the legacy going in a way where it's whether it is, you know, a photo or whether it's like a homage of a kid 
with a you know t-shirt on or might say excelsior or yeah. or it might be those sorts of things like a, a, someone will say enough said off camera or something like you know yeah. offside of stage or I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of kept mm. something going to kind of pay homage and yeah. Um, yeah i think the movie's just being there as a, a big homage in itself so exactly right yeah. exactly right but you'll um, leave a legacy yeah well thank you stan and you know indeed yeah what a what a what a life in it. It just, and it's so lovely. Like so many of the, you know, storytellers of old did not get to see what their stories have, you know, done and how they shaped the world. Exactly. But he had, he did. Yeah. He got to see that. He got to see, you know, the movie, the reach of the movies, yeah. which brought it into the, you know, into the, every, everybody knows who Stanley is. Yeah. Even if you don't know the name Stanley, like little kids would go, Oh, the cameo guy. He's yeah. the cameo guy. He's the father of Spider-Man. But that's the thing. Anyone that's gone to see it with little kids have told yeah. him, told them exactly who he is. But it's cool. Like, he got to see that. Yeah. Like, he got to see his influence around the world. And, yeah. and It's interesting. There's a period there where it almost looked like that would never happen. Yep. Like, Marvel came so close to bankruptcy in the yep. late 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting times. Yeah. And I'm sure it won't be the last time we, you know, talk about nah. Stan. But, um, Not at all. Yeah. No. Awesome. Well... Time for a change of tact. So, enough said on that. Enough said, indeed. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> um, two more segments for, for tonight's episode or yes. today's episode. Whenever you um, listen to it. Exactly. Tonight's, today's, tomorrow morning. This afternoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Let's talk about the games we're playing. Yes. I'm going to kick it off because it ties right into what we're just talking about. Yes. I've been playing Captain America and the Avengers on the Mega Drive. Nice. So good. Ah, oh, so great. Brings right back to the original um, arcade machine. Um, the so gra- when, when did it come out? We looked at it before. 93. 93. I've so, got the box in my hand right now. If you've never seen a Mega Drive case, the art on these things are beautiful. Funnily enough, the uh, there's real debates about this. I've, I was reading online because the art on the Super Nintendo version is um, more Alex Ross than traditional comic book. And some people think it's a better cover. But I think they're both... Good. They both look really nice. And Vision's white here. Is was he white in the comics? He was during that time. There you go. Yeah. And Captain America has the biggest pecs. He's got bigger pecs than this guy in armor who's next to him. Who's the guy? Showing Ah, oh, it's um uh the Mandarin. That's why he's go. punching at um Iron Man. That was the Mandarin's armor during the nineties as well. It such a nineties game, like this is when I started reading the Avengers. Yeah. So this game's epic for me. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the copy that I got on eBay, while there's no manual, like in the grand scheme of things, who cares? The box is in pristine condition. It is. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. I was so happy with that purchase. Worth every cent. So um, how have you gone in the game? Um, I, I put it on easy, turned up the continues because, wow, 90s video games were hard. Isn't it funny though? Like that's an option that you have to enable before you start the game. Oh. Like how many continues do you want? Like, well, unfortunately, seven is the most you can put on. It's the highest. You can go three, five, or seven. But but, but why would you, like, you're just going to make it three because you want to make the game harder for yourself? I, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's how I started playing it. Like, that's a really odd kind of thing to give you that option yeah. in the game. And you know what's really interesting? Most arcade conversions these days just have unlimited continues. It's like you're putting coins in. But this is like, you know what? You only had $7 and that's it. Yeah. Or maybe seven twenty cent coins depending on the time. Um, yeah, no, really enjoying it. It's it's good. It was interesting. I, I went back and looked at um, the original screenshots from the arcade machine and there's definitely a difference between the two, but I think it it does a really good job of yeah. capturing the feel and being very close to it. So really enjoying that. And then the other Mega Drive game I'm playing and something I haven't mentioned to you, I've finished, is Robocop vs. Terminator. Nice. So I mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, turns out, I looked online, there's so many cheats and so many hidden levels. And it's such a great 90s um, take on how developers would handle games yeah. where they hide levels and even hide pictures of themselves yes. in the game. And Robocop has that. There was a level where you got all these bonus lives and in the background of the level is the team that made the game yeah. in a you know, really pixelated picture. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. The... I've got to say, the, the last bad guy left a lot to be desired. 
he was essentially just a giant Terminator skull that floated in front of you and shot out just crap loads of... I guess at that point of the game, they're figuring, you got this far, but you've had your fun. Like, we just want to get you through the first stage. That, that That's exciting. It's exactly. enticing. You're at the end of the game now. You're probably never going to play it again. So you're going to spend the next five minutes mashing that button yes. as you die constantly. I think I lost 12 <laughs> lives fighting this one guy oh, fine. Um, before it ended. And then, unfortunately, the Mega Drive version of the game ends with just green text scrolling up the screen telling you what you've done. But because I enabled a couple of cheats, the text was a little different. It said, oh, have you found all the cheats? Because I think you've missed a few. And it's like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> so it was goading me into trying to find the rest. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, it was very good. So, are you going to play it again now that you've finished it, you reckon, or are you just kind of... Oh, it? yeah, I think I'll pull it out again, because, you know what, the animation for Robocop in it um, just looks fantastic, and you, you feel like you're walking around as Robocop, and for, you know, a 16-bit game, like, it's not amazing, but it looks yeah. fantastic. I really like it. I love the, that. Has it got, like, voiceover stuff at all? Uh, Any like voice clips? Very little. Yeah. It's like one or two. You hear Robocop occasionally say, excellent. Yeah, Absolutely. that was a funny thing about games back then, yeah. like with the kind of voiceover, just that repetition of the line. Weird and, sound clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did finish another game this week. Oh. Um, just Cause 3. Oh, did you? Yeah. Just flying around on your rocket suit, wingsuit, sorry? It, exactly. I had to fight last boss, which was um, the the dictator that had taken over your the home islands. Yep. And he's in a special helicopter. And so I just kept looping him in my wingsuit and shooting nice. him with himself. But finished him off and yeah, game's done. How long did that take you to finish? Any, any idea? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I, I was avoiding story missions a lot and just taking over the, the whole island because divided into like five or six provinces and within them little sort of city-states. So took it all over. But yeah, really enjoyed it. But just in time for Just Cause 4. But I want to talk about that more later. Okay. Yeah. I remember when I played Just Cause 3 though, I got to a point, I played it for a few hours and I got like, it just gave you so many different things so yeah. quickly. Like I was playing it, I don't know how long it was before I got the wingsuit, but it felt like no time. And then you got a helicopter even before then. And yeah. you had like, you know, rocket launcher and all this. And did it keep on doing that as you were going on? Or did it basically give you all the tools and then it just said, go and play? Um, yeah, it gave you most of the tools by a certain point. Yeah, you're right. It was it was this constant increase of, of weapons and gear. And then it became very much how you want to tackle it. Yeah. And so I did avoid a lot of the missions initially and just kept taking over more and more of the islands. Then I spent towards the end, just before uh, we went overseas, I know I um, I spent a lot of time finding all the unlockables so that I unlocked all the weapons and cars and vehicles. Yeah. So I've got most of them, if not all of them. Excuse me. That's right. Um, so yeah, no. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It was, And, and it's a fun, like, environmental kind of... Um, a physics kind of based ah, game as well. Like so with that grappling that you can grapple two things yeah. together and pull them towards each other. You can have some really well, silly things happen. There's an achievement I still have yet to get and I'm tempted because once you finish the game, you can actually go to a base and reset its state to having not been taken over. Yep. Um, and so that you can redo it. And one of the achievements is to destroy the entire base without firing a weapon or wow. or setting off an explosive that you're carrying. So yeah, fly vehicles into it and grapple things together and I don't know if it's even firing weapons from a vehicle. So I no, think I it's, just fly into it. Oh yeah. I so just like smash it into everything. I reckon I could do it with grappling hooks. Yeah. It's just gonna take some effort. That'll be fine. Yeah, so I'm gonna see. I have gotta pick the right base. Apparently there's uh, I read online a long time ago when I was trying to get the when I was looking at the achievement as an option that um, there's this one mission where the particular base is protected by a defense system, yeah. which you have to take down through another mission. And it's it's basically the place gets artillery bombed if you try and enter it. Yeah. So you basically move your way through the base really quickly and, and let the artillery take it out. Nice. So I might see if I can try that again. Nice. There was another um, base on it where it was protected by a nuke. Wow. So you would just get nuked constantly. Jeez. And... It was pretty full on. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting. That's we'll good. see. That's cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of like physics games and things, yes. I have been playing more Red Dead. The physics in it are unbelievable. I'm not going to say much about it then. I'm, I yeah. think I'm over... I'm, actually, no, I know I'm over 50% of the game now. Oh, wow. I, I played for like an hour one night and I don't even think I went up 0.1%. Right. Um, and I did about two story missions, but I've got to some... like. The story in this game is phenomenal. Like yeah. the gameplay is so 
great as well. Like it is incredible. You know what I find funny? What's before that? we started this podcast, you said you weren't going to mention a single word about it. I was waiting to see how long <laughs> it would take before you cracked. Look, <laughs> I just can't get over how good the story is. Yeah. Like it is, there is just so much to it. <laughs> but I won't say any more than that. What <laughs> no, I you did can. want to talk about, no, but I want, be, like, and it's been just before Red Dead came out. Yep. Um, I think it was like two weeks before it came out. I think so. Forza Horizon 4 came out. Part I really want to play that. And like, I don't know if, if, if anyone's listened to the podcast. We did a game of the year from two years ago when Forza Horizon 3 came out. It was one of my games of the year. I loved it. Which set I want in, to talk about some more later too. Set in Australia, incredible game. So Forza 4 is coming out. And when I heard it was going to be part of Game Pass, I'm like, brilliant, I'll give it a go. I wouldn't have picked this game up if it was not on Game Pass. Like, because I'm still oh, really? playing yeah. the Hot Wheels DLC from Forza 3 every now yeah. and then. I, I got into this game in such a big way. I did everything, got all the, finished all the tracks. Um, oh, really? Yeah, finished everything. Like, I finished everything. I, I There's Jeez. like a few achievements to get, but a lot of them are like online sort of things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Well, wow, I'm it. impressed. I didn't realize I you'd gone that hard into it. I this game a ridiculous amount. I had a week off work at one stage. Yeah. And I probably played it each night for maybe yeah, okay. two, three hours. Um, and then a bit through the day. I let my kids play it as well. Like taught them how to play it. Even my daughter, um, she, had, she was like, and she's a little, um, and she, they loved it because you can, you can do races where you got to be on roads and it's very specific about your path. Yeah, but the fun of the game is just kind of exploring, getting your, you're getting your, you know, chain points and all that. The amount of cars in it, I, I, I've used many more cars in this than I did in three. Oh, really? Because they're different to each other. They drive differently. You've got different you sorts of races. Three? No. Like okay. when, when I did three, I kind of stuck to my Lamborghini, like the whole game. Oh, wow. And I did that for a while here as well, but it's the season. So there's four, you know, you, you play through yeah. the four seasons. And once you kind of get through the tutorial part, each season is a week of, of time in real life. Oh, so you, um, okay. So like I, I figured when it was the snow, uh, when it was like uh, winter, if I went to this um, river... It's all, um, or lake, sorry, it's all frozen over and I could just get massive chain points for uh. drifting and jumping off things and then drifting. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it, and it looks so beautiful through yeah. the different seasons, like how different it looks. But the day before Red Dead came out, I had, I think it was three more roads because it's an achievement for finding yeah, all, all the, the roads. roads. And <clears throat> I had three more to go. And I spent one night like looking over the map I couldn't find them. So the next night, I just played some more races. And then Red Dead came out, brought it home, put yeah. it into install, and it took a while to install. So while I'm waiting, I'm like, uh, oh, it's going to drive around. Found the last uh, road just before Red Dead installed. I haven't played it again, but um, man, it is an amazing game. Like, So can I ask, there's two missions in it that I particularly want to play. I want to play it. I'm, part of me is tempted to get Game Pass, but I also think I'll just buy the game eventually. Um, I, I honestly would recommend Game Pass. Like, yeah. there is a deal, I think it's still on right now, yeah. where it was um, six months of Game Pass for half price. I, I got two years worth. So I paid for a year, yeah. got two years. And it cost me like 60-something bucks. Although, yeah, okay. yeah, I think it was. But, yeah. Um, I'll talk about it tomorrow. So but there's the two stages you want to play? Um, actually, I want to see if you can guess what they are. Well, the Halo one. That's definitely one of them. Oh, there we go. I got Halo in. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the, the Halo stage is amazing. Like, yeah, like I've, the kind of I've watched it and just went... <sighs> and the fact that they've got the skybox in it yeah. is... It just makes it mm. even, even more incredible. And what it does is it adds the Halo soundtrack, certain, certain sound clips yeah. to your radio station. Nice. It's timeless. Um, station um, sorry we're going to take a quick pause I need a drink sorry okay right. sorry about that I just needed a drink my voice was just giving <laughs> up if you are in Sydney and you know what's happened on Black Friday there has been a dust storm over mm-hmm. the city like you wouldn't believe um, and my allergies have just flared up so it's not helping but I guess the Halo one for Jono yep and I'm guessing the other one is the Hovercraft stage no the, the I haven't racing- heard 
I, they, they have these oh, showcases. I did hear about it, but I haven't. The seen hovercraft it. one is epic. Okay, like it's really cool. really cool. Well, I I can't guess then. Okay, I'll give you a clue. This other one, the other stage in Forza Motorsport for for Forza Horizon Four is yep. um another video game themed one. Oh yes, the um the, there's a whole there's ten actual um video. So so it's ten. There's okay. different um so there's races that you do, of course, but there's oh what do they call them? Showcases? No, not showcases. There's a few different places in the game where you go to the same spot each time. Oh. And there's 10 different challenges that you have to go through. One of them is like the world's fastest, I think it's called. Okay. Or the world's most expensive, one or the other. One's a drift club. Yep. And the other one is like this video oh, yeah. game. Oh, um, wow. A, okay. A, a, a vlogger who wants to kind of relive. Is it a bucket list? Famous, yeah. Some sort of video game bucket list sort of thing. Yeah, okay. So you do like... Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler. Is it a spoiler? I don't think it's a spoiler. I guess the games. So you do like you do like Project Gotham. And that's the one. Ridge Race. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. You do Ridge Race the one. Oh, um, cool. You do one on um, uh, what's that classic game where it's behind the ga- the uh, behind the, the car where it's outrun. Outrun, yeah. Outrun, yeah. Outrun, yeah. and into in, in the Ferrari and that oh, as well. Oh, nice. Um, some of them were much better than others. Yeah. Um, some of them were, were just like pretty boring, yeah. um, but some of them were really cool. Did you and play the Project Gotham? I did all of them. What do you think of the Project Gotham one? Because yeah. I know what I want to get out of it. Well, what, what do you want to get out of it? I've been to Edinburgh recently. And you so... want to see what it's like. Well, actually, we put Project Gotham Racing 2 in my Xbox, the original Xbox the other yeah. day, and we loaded up Edinburgh. And I remember racing through it years ago and having a very different visual impression of it yeah. and racing through it having been through those streets we were driving through streets that we'd walked down and it was yeah. like this is awesome and yeah. you know I mean the graphics are early 2000 graphics so it's that sort of that brown yes. <laughs> grey that you know dominated that uh, part of the era but and you were moving past things fast you weren't really supposed to slow down and take it all in oh, no. up close but you were going I, slowly when I went through. slowly yeah, yeah, yeah. We were picking that's not out. what they wanted you to do <laughs> I don't think they cared in the end but we um yeah we were definitely picking out places that we we recognize oh, that were still there. You guys would love it. Like yeah. the, what they did in Forza Horizon Three for Australia, they've done here yeah. for, for you know for all the all the cities and, and all yeah. the places. And I've never been, um, but the game is so beautiful. Do you drive through London in it, or does it avoid London? Yeah, it avoids London. Yeah, because there was no Sydney in or no. Brisbane in no. Um, Three was there, yeah, yeah. But like I like I said, I'm not familiar with the with the places specifically. Yeah, um, I've seen some of the landmarks in movies and yep. things, so I was a kind of like, I'm, oh yeah, that kind of looks similar in yeah. other video games as well. But like the game is phenomenal. Yeah. Like the like I said, the, so the four seasons, the way it changes the colors, like the palette of the of the environment, is incredible. The cars look. Just real, and you've seen it before. Like yeah. the Forza games, oh, there, there is just no competition yeah. for car racing games. Like this is no, they're beautiful games. Like Forza Horizon Three was my favorite car racing mm. game. I love that it was set in Australia. I love the Aussie accents in it, you know, and, and the kind of the Australian cars and you know the Australian signs on the side of the roads and everything. Yeah. Like that side of it, that game was more fun, I guess, in that regards to me. But yeah. this is better. This is a better game. Yeah, and this is. For me, it's the best car racing game I've ever played. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a car racing kind of in, like no, neither am in I. a big way, but but when you get a really good car yeah, racing game, it's when great. When I was young, I played a lot of car racing games. Yeah, like I, I remember playing the old, like the original kind of Need for Speed sort of games. And yeah, um, Hot Pursuit. Did you play the, the original Hot I'm Pursuit? Talking right like old PC. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah the classic yeah, Hot that, Pursuit. Yeah, yeah. You get around the first corner, and you'd always get the the, yeah. the cop car would be sitting on the side. Yeah, and they had the speedo, and they'd come and come after you, and you'd always get booked. Um, I didn't. I was not. I was really young. I didn't know how to play them back then. Oh, my but, sister um, and I used to play it where we play multiplayer on the PC, so we'd have opposite ends of the keyboard. Nice. And there was a track we'd race where you'd either race against each other or you could work together as cop cars, catching all these other AR-driven cars. Yeah. So we there was this one part where it sort of went through this mountain tunnel, and we'd park our our police cars at the end of the tunnel, put spike strips <laughs> in front and then park our cars in such a way that we'll block in the road. Yeah. And all the AI cars would just mount up against us and we'd arrest them all. It was fantastic. That's cool. 
Uh, yeah, yeah but no, like, but I agree. But the, this, like, what, 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 what they're doing with these Forza games? Oh, amazing, unparalleled. Yeah, pardon me. Um, I, I, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed it and how much I got into it and how I just couldn't stop playing it. Yeah, and and like I said. I became obsessed with driving down every road. Like yeah. I would go anywhere and I would see on my map that I hadn't finished the orange part or kind of colored it in yeah. properly. So I would just go down those roads and, and the, the stunt jumps, there were some of them were so, so epic. Yeah. And, and again, like I was saying before, I used many different cars, not just because of, I, I liked them and they drove differently, but in yeah. the seasons, like when it was winter, you needed to drive the, the cars that had like a little, um, like a little um, snowflake, like snowflake picture yeah. there to just kind of indicate that it would drive well in the snow. Because if you didn't and you went kind of off-road at all, you had trouble. You struggled yeah. or you couldn't get up a hill because the cars would just kind of slide at the back. Yeah, and, um, yeah beautiful game. So like in, in so many different ways and, yeah. and just really fun. And, and what I did in every single car I got in, I would go and change through every view like the, the oh, nice. when you did the world's fastest, those ten missions there, like they they give you like the best cars in the game, mm. and you, you know you got to spend a lot of money in the game to buy these cars. And I, I don't buy cars through the game; I just collect them as I'm going along, yeah. or through the wheel spins. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. And you'd get in these cars and you just look in them, yeah, and you'd kind of pan around, and I'd always just restart the, the stages after because I'd spend like a minute doing that. Yeah, and again, I'm not a car guy, but you got to appreciate the yeah. amount of detail they went to oh, to recreate them. Incredible. And yeah, it, it's just a really fun game. And I'm looking forward to the DLC. I'll, I'll yeah. you know, I've got the game through Game Pass, but I will put the money in yeah. for the DLC um, for the next kind of whatever they're going to do. I I really think that they that this what they've done with Halo, like I would, I would love for them to do like a, whether it was specifically Halo yeah. or... You know, one of the DLC packs was just kind of a Microsoft kind of homage to different games. Yeah. You know, that would be incredible, like yeah. a Microsoft World. Yeah. You know, like a theme park sort of thing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. That'd be Could cool. you imagine how that would sell? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Like I'd you'd, be you'd be like, oh, got to do it. I'd be the front door. That'd be so good. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Like I said, I haven't gone back to it since Red Dead's come yeah. out. Um, I've been playing some other things really quickly on the Switch. Yep. Um, just this week, Runner Three, the Bit Trip Runner series, but they're yep. just calling this one Runner Three. Um, with what's his name, Charles Martinez, the voice of Mario. Oh, really? Yeah, he he does the narrating uh. and that. It's really cool, but um, really fun game. And in the last podcast, the reason I wanted to bring it up, we were speaking about difficulty in games. Yeah. And what they do here is I've got it at the right time because there's been an update where you can change the difficulty by um, limiting the amount of obstacles and enemies okay. in the stages so my son's playing it yeah and this is a this is this can be a really hard game yeah. but he can put that down play the same stage as me but get through it like it's that's a really, really it's a nice, nice little touch. yeah it's good yeah so i'm um, playing that it was 11 australian dollars and yeah it's normally that's... 33 i think i really recommend that yeah that's good um but not a video game but i've been obsessed with the last three nights has been I've been watching Castlevania season yeah, two. Yeah, have you been finding on Netflix? It? Amazing. Yeah. Oh, so good. The I, I love this animation style. Like, yeah. There's other Netflix series, Knights of Sidonia. I really enjoy the story. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that CG kind of cell shaded look. Yeah. Godzilla. They did that the same thing. I no, enjoyed okay. that too, but not so much the look of it as yeah. like. But Castlevania, it's. It's that kind of old style of yeah, animation. It looks like hand drawn, doesn't it? Yeah, the yeah. backgrounds aren't like overly detailed. There's not a lot of kind of things going on that are moving besides the characters. Yeah, but it's beautiful, and, yeah. and I love that sort of style. But the 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 show's great. It's it's gruesome. I, I've played lots of Castlevania games. Yeah. I'm not the world's biggest fan. I've not played no, did the kind of new versions of Castlevania yeah. that have come out. But um. Yeah, the story is really you know compelling. Yeah, it's it's basically, and not to give anything away in terms of like, you know I won't spoil the story, but it's kind of like a terrorism story. I guess. Oh wow! Okay. Um, the kind of way that you know they're kind of following and doing what they're doing. It, it's yeah. it's really dark, 
but the voiceovers in this show are, are unbelievable. Yeah. It's like it's the best best voiceovers in a cartoon I've seen for a very oh, long nice. time. Uh, but really highly recommended, and I think you'll enjoy it too. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's kind of well. The next time I sign up for Netflix again, I'm sure yeah. there's some stuff I've got to watch. Yeah. Because I've actually got uh, thank you Stan for sending me another <laughs> free one. I, I seem to have this method, and actually, you know what? This might be a good segue into to our final segment. Yes. So I'll use this as the tie-in, but I'll, I'll explain this part. So um, our final segment is the patient gamer. It's something we'd like to bring up on a regular basis, potentially. But this is how I'm going to bring it in. So Netflix and Stan, I I signed up for my free months way, you know, maybe a year or two ago and and watched my month's worth in the end of my subscription. And I found by doing that 12 months later, they'd send me another one to try and lure me back in. Now... Netflix, I actually stayed for an extra month the last time they did that because I thought, you know what, you give me, they actually ended up giving me three free subscriptions over the course of maybe two or three years. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'll give you a little bit of money this once and enjoyed it. But then we were going overseas, so I ended it. Yeah. And I think I like this method where I can just turn it on where I want to binge and I've got, now I've got some time. And Stan's done the same thing for me for the first time ever, giving me an extra free subscription. So I'm using that right now. And um, you know what? Stan doesn't have a lot on it. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Stan, but you know, I mean, I've don't get me wrong. I've watched some stuff on it that I actually wanted to see. Um, so I finally caught up on Push. Yep. I've never seen it. So, you know, Chris Evans is a superhero before Captain America, yes. which is quite cool. And um, I quite enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the ending is not at all what I expected. I didn't expect it to be sort of left quite as open as it was, but, you know, it resolved yeah. the main plot points. Um and I watched The Space Between Us, which was kind of like a sci-fi, uh, you know, romance okay. drama chick flick. Not familiar with it. Um, you know, Aza Butterfield, <coughs> the guy that, uh, the kid from Ender's Game? Yes. So he's another kid in this movie um, who gets raised on Mars. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of, I, you know what? I really enjoyed it. Nice. It was good. So worth a watch. Uh, I rewatched all the Robocops. Yep. One, two, and three. Nice. Well, goes, not so much for three, but one just, and two. It just goes downhill. Yes. Even two, you know what? It starts okay and then just starts to nosedive. Yeah. Um, it wasn't horrible. It just wasn't great. And I'm now watching Robocop. Oh, Robocop. Robotech. Oh, nice. So the Macross saga, which is the only part of Robotech that's that. Understand. Yep, the 24 episodes. I have Stan. I didn't even know that's on there. The remastered one. So I'm through six episodes already. And you know what? I own the box sets. They're just in storage at yeah. mum and dad's. Oh, but how much easier is it? Uh, this has been great because I've been downloading episodes Plus to my phone. The definition would be better than a DVD. Well, it says it's remastered, but you know what? Not I don't much. think it looks all that much more impressive. It, it looks all right. I have to watch my original DVDs again to let you know. All we watch and stand, or all the kids watch, is Paw Patrol oh, yeah. and Shimmer and Shine. Like it's <laughs> the kids. That's why we keep it because yeah. the kids' cartoons on there are really good, um, and, and the kids like it more than Netflix. Yeah, for that reason. But yeah, not not, not so much for me. Well, funnily enough, Robocop, uh, Robocop, <laughs> Robotech. Yep. Um, one of my all-time favorite series. Watched it as a kid. Wow, that is an adult series and a half, yeah. and pitched to kids way back when. It's funny how much that's changed in, in the times. Like there was an episode I watched today where the two main characters were trapped um, for it was two weeks in this spaceship, living off what they could find. And um, early on, them being trapped, they find some water in pipes being pumped through pipes. So they they use that to get water so they can drink and uh, to shower. And so the the main female character, she's like eighteen, and he's the main male character is maybe twenty one. Yeah, and she decides to have a shower, so he tries to peek in on her. But this is, sh- <laughs> and he gets and caught. And this is a kids show. No. But then there's a shot later on where it shows her having a shower, and it's from behind. But she's completely naked from behind. Yeah. Like there's enough hints of what's going on, but without showing anything gratuitous. And it's like, wow, there is no way that would fly in a kids show today. No so, um, I loved it because I think for me as a kid, it um, it never talked down to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, a lot of respect for it and absolutely loving watching it again. I think it's aged really well. Like the animation's um, very, you know, what, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. But um, no, really amazing series, still one of my favourites. And, and again, like 
such an influential series and, oh, and, and yeah. the stories there like that story you just told like how yeah. many movies and TV shows have we seen that have had a very similar exactly arc or you know something yeah. happen in them and whatnot. No, brilliant. And it's made me want to watch Macross Plus again hearing you talk about that oh, which is one of my favourites. I'd love to as well there's, there's so much Macross that we never get yes because it Oh, well, actually, because of the fact of Robotech yeah. <laughs> and Harmony Gold being very defensive about the rights. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I think my point on those were that having Stan again is me being patient and, yeah. and it's paid off. So this new segment, Patient Gamer, I think is, is talking about when have you not bought a game straight away? When has it been a benefit or have you got a different response out of it there's some examples I'd like to give and I'm sure you've got plenty as well but um, and this is not going to be we don't have to just do this like, this is something we want to do oh, over time yeah so well. I don't want to blow we every like story we've got alone thing sometime too. yeah um, I wanted to actually talk about some of the games you brought up yep so you're mentioning Forza Horizon 3 before yep. I got mine well after you I think it, we're talking maybe 12 to 18 months after it was released and from a patient's point of view, like I kept on hearing you talking about it and I really wanted to play it. Yeah. I mean, and then M saw it, I think, when she came over one time we were podcasting over at maybe Jace's and saw it and went, wait, this is Australia? Oh, when can we get this? Yeah. <laughs> so I waited for a sale and got it and all the DLC for $35. Yeah. Which is like, that's the DLC on its own. Um. I remember, did you only ever get the Hot Wheels DLC? No, I got all of it. You got all of it? Yeah. yeah. But I, I haven't played, I honestly ever played, I think it's Blizzard Mountain, maybe play, played it like three or four times yeah. at most. I, which I, is really cool. Like I really enjoyed it, but I'm like, I'm going back to Hot Wheels, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's oh, Hot Wheels at. is amazing. But yeah. Blizzard Mountain, I, I was really impressed with. Yeah. Um, like even the beginning to it where you're coming down the, the beginning, mountain. The beginning oh, stage was really cool. So good. What, what Forza does so well as well is when you're doing your like your big kind of showcase races, yeah. there'll be a point where you'll go over a jump, yes. and it will kind of the camera will pan, pan around, around. <laughs> and every time I double tap that guide button and take a screenshot, uh, <laughs> and it, and it becomes my backdrop on my on my Xbox for a while. That's really cool. Yeah. So I mean, like that, and even the other game that I mentioned earlier, uh, Just Cause Three. Yeah, I got it with ninety percent of the DLC because I think another pack actually released after I got it for twenty bucks. Yeah. So I've I've been really finding, and this is the thing, like if we go back 10 years when I was at JB and when Jason and I first met, like as, a, as the one of the games coordinators at JB, I would open the boxes for stock that came in and literally would put one yep. aside in a stack that at the end of the week I would go and buy yeah. and or at the end of the day. Yep. And I took home a lot of games in that time. But it was a different time in terms of what we got like what we got then was the game now you get a game and it's just iterated upon and iterated upon like yeah. even single player games yeah i remember for me the first example of a game that um had a patch that was significant yep was uh, which one was it it was <laughs> one of the tomb raider games one of the it might have been angel of darkness or something oh, yeah. there was a there was a patch with this game that enabled you to complete something that if you didn't have the patch you basically couldn't do unless you went online and this was a time when it was hard to go online for information <laughs> about things um so basically they, they patched this game so it made it more playable yeah so it, it really fundamentally changed the way you did a certain part of the game yeah and i remember when that came out i'm like this is rubbish <laughs> like you can't like people who don't I, I had the internet yeah it wasn't a problem for me but people who didn't have the internet, like, yeah. well, like and everyone has the internet now, but there probably are people who don't. Yeah, there are. things to the internet. Like, and actually, I, I remember um, Microsoft a few years ago did like, said there was something like 20, 30% of Xboxes aren't connected to online. Yeah. Which is a significant number. Like yeah. when you think of how many millions of Xboxes are out there and how many even double of PlayStations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a different world now where it is iterated. And I, you were saying for me, you know, what's an example of a game where I have been patient yeah. and it's been a benefit? I want to say a game where I wish I was patient on. Yeah. And that was The Division 2. Yeah. 
Like, the, the, no, the, division. the division, sorry. The division, division. yeah, yeah, because two's still coming. So <laughs> two's coming, but... Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, no, you're Quick right. Drink. That's all right. Like, the division, I got it straight away. Yeah, so I, played I got it. a little bit after you guys. I enjoyed it, but everything I hear about this game now, it is so much better. Yeah. It is such a better game. It's... You know, they took away they took away one of the store elements of it to buy things. Oh, There's really? More gear. The I think the UI's changed a little bit, like the user interface. I said, look at it again because I tried playing it again the other day and well, other day months ago now. Yeah. And yeah, I still couldn't get myself back into it. I really wanted to. Yeah. Part of me did. And I know they did the same with Destiny Two. Yeah. But they've really changed the way that game is played. That I wish we played I, well after the fact. I really love Destiny Two. I, I liked yeah. it when I played it. Yeah. I, I still I was, haven't finished it. I was happy with the experience I had. Well, finished. But, um, Vanilla part of the game, yeah. But I, I totally get what you're saying, though. Like being like, you don't have to play things when they come out straight away. Right. Like certain things, I want to because they've got a story, and I don't want the yeah. story to get spoiled. Other things, I really want to because I'm looking forward to it so much. But you're right, and that's like, what I struggle with actually. When I'm really looking forward to something, and I want to play it. Um, examples would be right now a whole heap of PlayStation Four games. Yeah. Like, so that sale that I saw today really tempted me because Spider-Man is well up on that list, especially after hearing you guys playing it and things that I've read and the DLC seems to be a mixture of really great stuff and stuff that's a bit average. Um, But you're going to get a different experience. I am. If you get it when all the DLC is out, like you can integrate that into your playthrough. And that's what I found in a lot of games where... If the deal, if I'd played it and the DLC came out after I'd finished the game, I don't think I would have felt the same. Yeah. It's it reminds me of um, Mass Effect Three and the there's a mission called the Citadel. The Citadel, yeah. And that mission would have been fantastic to play before you finish the game. Yeah. Because that was probably a better ending. Than, yeah. than the actual ending, which you know, as much as everyone rubbished it, was not horrible. It was just not fantastic. Either. I concur exactly. Completely, yeah. Yes. Um, but I know. There's a game that I recently got, uh, Spider-Man Shadow Dimensions yep. on, on Xbox 360. I got it relatively cheap. It could have been cheaper. Yeah. And I put it off years ago because I'd heard it was average. But having actually played a bit now, I'm enjoying what I've played. And I, I'm looking forward to getting back into it when I get a moment. Um, Sometimes going in with low expectations is the way to go, though. Well, this <laughs> Having is- too high expectations often ruins things. This is true, but I mean, there's other games that I've picked up that people have recommended that are old games that have completely matched yeah. the lower expectations I had. <laughs> but for me, like Game Pass has really done that as well. Like I, I'm loving Game Pass and games with gold. Like how games with gold is fantastic. Just, and, and PlayStation Plus, where you know you get games on there that have come out years ago, you play them, yeah, and it's like, well. I'm glad I waited because, yeah. you know, some of them I've really loved. Like Rise, Son of Rome is a perfect example. Yeah. When that came out, didn't interest me. Not, I wasn't bummed that I, that I skipped it or anything. Yeah. You told me you played it and quite enjoyed it. I, I had it lent to me, which yeah. I really enjoyed, yeah. I got it for free through, I think it was Games with God. It was, it was Games with God, yeah. Um, I had a weekend where I wanted to play something different. Played through it. You know, glad I waited. You know, there was... Yeah. There was elements to it that I remember were Connect enabled, but I didn't do it with Connect. And yeah, it was a fun experience. Yeah. like it was, it was, it was fine. Like yeah, waiting, exactly. waiting and playing, and I don't think it would have been any different had yeah. I played it then. Um, the only difference with it, I guess, is if you're going to get into multiplayer. Well, that's the thing. I think multiplayer games, if if you're really determined, you want to. But I think we're different gamers now. Yeah, and that's probably where. Maybe this is the thing with patient gamers. If if you're the sort of person that can wait, then maybe you're not really into to single uh, multiplayer in the way it is these days. Um, yeah, no, I I think there's a lot of value in it, and it depends on what you want. And I think we're going to use this this segment as a way to talk about some some games that are old or older, or even just you know a couple Six of months, months old. Or yeah, something. because that's kind of the thing, isn't it? Like. You go on any gaming website, you don't really see those games from six months ago. Like, no. Unless it's now this time of the year where people are talking about Game of the Year stuff. Yeah. But, you know, something like Detroit Become Human, I've yeah. not seen anything about that game since it came out. Yeah. And it kind of came out, there was so much buzz around it. And then now it's afterwards, gone. Nobody spoke about it. I didn't see it anywhere anymore. Yeah. And it was kind of just like forgotten. But if you play that game today, 
it's no different than playing it six months ago. Like, no. The graphics in it are still going to be as amazing. Mm. The story's still the same. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, I would love to do that too. I think it's a, a nice thing, and it's part of who we are at Versus Player. You know, we don't just play the, the latest and greatest. We, no. we like to just play what we want to play, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I think the variety and and even the history of some classic games, yep. regardless of how old they are can really make a gaming experience much more rich. So, And when Jace is back, we want to hear him talk more about Persona because he's still not finished it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the kind of the game that just keeps on keep, keeping on him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Cool. We'll talk more about this soon. Yes. Well, we've come to the end of another podcast. Thank you for listening to Versus Player. You can find us in the usual places, Instagram, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, the list goes on and on and in the best place of them all versusplayer.com where you yeah. can always find this podcast excepting for when the site goes down but that doesn't happen often so we should no. be fine we are. yeah we are thank you for listening and Excelsior Excelsior you okay? are you Tony Stank? yes this is this is Tony Stank you're in the right place thank you for that Never dropping that, by the way. Table for one, Mr. Stank, please, by the bathroom. <laughs>